Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of our training series, Success is on its way to you. This training is going to deal with real estate leads. Uh, what are they and how do I get them? Though there are many facets to building a successful real estate career, which we will be covering as part of this podcast series, understandably the very first thing that most newly licensed agents ask me is, how do I get business? So though we've definitely got much to cover, let's just go ahead and start with that question, the one that's weighing most on your minds at this early stage of your career. What are leads and how do I get them? For the sake of this training, a lead is the name and either the email address or phone number, or preferably both, of a person who may lead you to the real estate closing table. In other words, leads equal money and more leads. If you don't have at least a phone number or an email, then you don't have a lead. There are basically three types of leads. There are hot leads, warm leads, and cool leads. Hot leads are just what they seem. These are people who are ready to act right now. They've usually already begun the process of researching real estate agents, getting pre-approved by a lender. They may have already seen homes with other agents, but just haven't found the right home or the right agent for them yet. Hot leads will typically want to begin the buying or selling process right away and are hoping to close their transaction within one to four months. They will be eager to do whatever is necessary to get the ball rolling and will want to make an appointment to meet with you as soon as possible. They may have a pressing issue like a lease that's ending or a job transfer or a baby on the way. Um, they will be expecting you to be available right away and will appreciate your bag of tools and your know-how in helping them to get the job done in their time frame. Warm leads are people who are making a plan to buy or sell within the near-ish future. They're discussing the idea of moving with their loved ones. They're asking questions of their friends and family, readying themselves financially. Warm leads may not have spoken to a lender yet. Um, they may not have an idea of whether their desire to move will actually come to fruition. Warm leads will be full of questions about the process and may want to begin in a backwards sort of way, like looking at houses before they've put their own house on the market just to, you know, see if it's a good idea to move or not. They may have even popped into a few open houses and made contacts with other agents, but most likely they have not made an appointment on their own yet. Often warm leads think that they're more ready than they are. So your guidance and encouragement will be necessary to get them truly ready to begin the process. Warm leads, once qualified and ready, become hot leads. It can take anywhere from three to eight months to get to the closing table from the time you first contact a warm lead. Cool leads are people who know they're not ready to buy or sell yet, but they're either planning way ahead or they're people who toss the idea around often, but who haven't gotten motivated to actually make a move. Cool leads like to look at real estate websites as more of a hobby or as a way of keeping tabs on their own home's value. They waver in their desire to move, possibly due to not being financially ready or not being emotionally ready. When you contact a cool lead, they will generally start out by saying, I'm not ready, but I might be in a year or so. 
these leads will need nurturing from anywhere from six months to years in order to close their sale. Many agents give up on cool leads, which in my opinion is a big mistake. Think about it. Um, if you send the message to a cool lead that you are available to answer their questions, to do research on their behalf, to offer advice, knowing that they aren't ready to buy yet, they will appreciate you as the professional that you are. And not only will they remember you when it is time to make their move, they will be some of your best referral sources due to the attention you gave them when they admittedly weren't going to make you any money. And having a great relationship with a cool lead will often bring about warm and hot leads that they refer to you before they've even begun to ready themselves. So cool leads are awesome, in my opinion, and I do believe that they are going to be your best referral sources throughout your career. So how and from where do you get leads? Leads will come from a variety of sources. I break them down into the following categories. SOI, or sphere of influence leads, organic leads, pay-per-click leads, and brand awareness leads. SOI, or sphere of influence leads, come from your base of friends, relatives, and past clients who have a close enough relationship with you that they will always choose you to help them and will always refer you to anyone who asks for their opinion. When you first start your business, it is highly recommended that you make a list of these contacts and reach out to them via face-to-face -face meetings, or phone calls, emails, social media posts, etc., on a regular basis to let them know that you're selling real estate and to keep them informed of how your business is growing. They're truly interested in your success. They, these are the people who want you to be successful and want to help you to be successful. And for the rest of your career, at least 70% of your business will come from your sphere of influence. Therefore, growing and nurturing this database should be your primary objective forever. In another episode, we'll go into detail about how best to market to your sphere of influence. Organic leads are contacts you meet or connect with via your own efforts to broaden your network. These are people you meet in your own extracurricular activities or social media groups. Your connection with them may begin by handing them a business card after striking up a conversation about real estate, or they may comment on one of your Twitter posts by asking you for more information. You meet these people in an organic way just by engaging in your own hobbies, your own social networks, etc. Because these leads are very economical in the sense that you are not paying directly to receive them, and really any money that you do spend will also be benefiting yourself. Like for instance, you signed up for a pottery class and you met some people that way. This should be one of your weekly, if not daily objectives. And it's also the most fun in my opinion uh, to grow your business. It's, it's a great way. It's because you're, you're networking with new people in a way that also improves your own life. So what do you like to do? Well, think about it and then get out there and do it. Do lots of it and always have your ears open because invariably, no matter where you are, 
at some point, a conversation will turn to real estate. People love to talk about their homes or what's going on in their home or whether they're moving or whether they're thinking about moving. So always be ready to also have a business card to hand out. Next, we have pay-per-click leads. Uh, PPC leads are leads that you pay for in order to drive business to your website or to your phone. There are hundreds of companies out there promising real estate agents qualified leads. Some are better than others, but let me just warn you to, to not be too quick to part with your money until you've done your research. When it comes to pay-per-click leads, you can either take a DIY approach like creating and paying for targeted social media ads to be generated throughout sites like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, or you can design your own Google AdWord promotions, or you can pay other companies like Zillow and Realtor.com for a share of the leads that come from their site visitors. Or you can pay a company who will build your website on their search optimized platform and generate leads for you. Uh, usually they also use Google AdWords and social media in order to do that. And really the list just goes on and on and on. But I want to bring your attention back to what I mentioned earlier, which is that 70% or more of your business is going to come from your sphere of influence. And that's the way it's going to be for your entire career. So in my opinion, I like to take the most fun and economical way to build my sphere of influence. And that's through organic ne networking, through getting out there and doing the things that I truly like to do and meeting people who also like to do those things as well. So though I'm not saying don't pay for leads, I am saying Choose your budget and where it goes very wisely. Then last, we have brand awareness leads. And these are the leads that come to you via the repeat exposure, both online and offline, of your brand. In other words, you. This is another area where it is important to budget wisely. You can choose to focus brand awareness in a specific neighborhood by sending direct mailers on a consistent basis, or you can advertise on bus benches that the neighborhood residents will frequently pass by. You can drive brand awareness through consistent social media posting and commenting. You can do things like host a booth at your town's local events and pass out branded items like cups and pens and hats and t-shirts. There are a number of ways to promote your brand, and there are a number of companies who will sell you things with your brand on them, all kinds of things. Um, but really what you need to ask yourself is whether or not you can sustain the cost and the time to do it on a consistent basis. Really, you need to, to expose your brand to one individual, in other words, one stranger who doesn't know you from the get-go, at least 24 times a year. So let me say that again. You need to expose your brand to each individual at least 24 times per year at a minimum in, in order to create true brand awareness. So if you ask yourself about a certain activity and you ask yourself, can I sustain the cost 
and the time to do this at least 24 times a year? And the answer to that question is no, then don't waste your money and your time. Don't even begin that campaign. Brand awareness leads are the hardest leads to track as well, because most people who contact you uh, due to frequent exposure of just maybe seeing your bench over and over again or something like that, they, they don't know, they don't remember where it is that they heard about you. So it's really hard for you to track whether or not that money that you've been spending on those benches is actually giving you a, a true return on your business. So I would say with brand awareness, it is definitely something that you need to think about and that you need to do, but I would consider dedicating a small portion of your marketing budget to a very concentrated and very consistent campaign. And like I said before, we're going to get into more detail about what to do, you know, how, what kinds of things to, to do to prospect and market to each of these lead types. We'll, we'll do that in our next episode. But for now, I'd like to leave you with the following homework. First, I'd like for you to create an Excel spreadsheet of your sphere of influence contacts. Remember, these are your friends, your family, and people that you've worked with in the past who already love you, who trust you, who would most definitely choose you to do business with, and who would refer business to you. Then I'd also like you to go ahead and join a group or sign up for a class or get more involved in your kid's school or your church or really anything that will allow you to be yourself and do something you like and meet more people. And then third, I'd like for you to make a list of 20 to 50 things that you're good at. And I know like off the bat, that might sound like a lot, but um, trust me, when you get going, I have, I have all confidence that you will be able to hit that 50. Think about things, you know, not only talent like things like singing and dancing and cooking and ice skating, but also think about your attributes like being loyal, being a good listener, and put all of those things, all those positive things about yourself on that list because we're going to be referring to that list in our next training on marketing and prospecting. Okay, so that's all for this episode. Hopefully you've gotten a good idea of what types of leads are out there and where to concentrate your first efforts on driving business to yourself. Remember, success is on its way to you. Thank you for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.